0: welcome to the tabletop call show it is december 27th 2021 uh hopefully you are here with us as we start two hours late due to reasons i am adam bell as always i am joined by uh a very special person santa claus does the same joke work two days in a row <laughs> yes it does two different, different show. shows <laughs> glad you were there ho ho! ho. <laughs> <laughs> i love this beard it's uh, such a bizarro beard like, what's... <laughs> whoever wh- whoever manufactured this like didn't think to include like a, a spot for the mouth or anything like that no mustache just just curls pure curls. Well, i think it can be
1: but it's not around my ear so it's not gonna stay
0: hmm well anyway yeah <laughs> santa claus is here uh it is two days after christmas christmas has come and gone if you're a christmas type of person i hope you enjoyed your holiday uh whatever that means to you (laughs) what's up jeremy i haven't what's up everyone but i figured we could just chat and then do that stodgy stuff yeah it's uh, good i got
1: uh christmas presents from my partner's family Wow. Got these Sharpie gel pens. Great. Got the Sharpie Magnum thing. <laughs> That's uh, a big boy. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, uh, batteries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your office is stocked. That is the medium. Yeah, it's process. a
1: good haul. It's a good haul uh, for sure. Oh, I also got this fucking thing. Not from, uh, hold on.
0: I'm, I'm waiting with a uh, bated breath as we get to see what this fucking thing is. Jeremy has left the screen for the audio viewer, uh, presumably <laughs> headed all the way back to. Oh, here we are. That's a uh, season one. Re- oh, Dice Throne. Season one. reroll. Yeah, It looks like a big box. Uh, It comes with eight heroes. And I guess these are big heroes.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. It's inspiration for the box set for Umbral Dive. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Um, what, did I, I, what did you get for Christmas slash holiday?
0: Really just a couple of books. Uh, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> done much uh, family stuff because uh, reasons. Like COVID reasons, yeah. a lot of that. Um, but in the mail from my partner's family, I received a couple of books that I asked for. One of which is, you can't see this debt the first 5000 years i'm learning about how money started ooh uh, it's very interesting so far uh which is to say i've read two chapters cuz i'm starting to i'm getting a head start on 2022 being another year in which i read books the mm-hmm. last year i had like that was 2018
1: i think <laughs> 3 year hiatus
0: I've read books since, but, like, not a lot of books. Um, you know. But I want to get back to it. I'm, I, I want to get back to shooting for, like, a book a week and then, you know, falling a little bit short of that. But still reading a lot of books. There's stuff that needs to I'm go with in you. this little brain. Yeah.
1: Gotta get our brains even wrinklier. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. A new fold More a week. More folds. Yeah, new fold a week. I'm gonna send Reminder my brain... to everyone fractal. Mode. Remember to remember it's calling day. So go get in the queue line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you are in the queue, which uh, somebody is, we will get to you oh after God. we stop yeah. dithering. Uh, but I'm not, We're not dithering. <laughs> Do you see how handsome you are? There's no dithering here. I think you can be handsome and also dither.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Time kind of stands still when you're beautiful.
0: Wow. Interesting. So if you're beautiful, you're Effectively immortal and have to stay in the same moment for eternity.
1: And that's why they invented tanning beds, charge stations <laughs> for the beautiful.
0: Anyway, I am Adam Bell. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Bell. You can get my games at Adam They're all on sale still, uh, so go get all of them if you don't have them, uh, or just one of them. If you don't have it, I don't know. I or nothing. They're also there for free. If you don't have money, um, I've got a Kickstarter coming up for legend has it. It is a card game where you're going to sit around. And, uh, I I think I want to lean into marketing. The fact that you're just kind of telling stories like old fashioned style. You know, you're not doing scenes. You're not doing any of that. You're sitting around and you're telling stories and it's nice. Uh, grasping nettles, hopefully coming out this week. I'm going to put my name on that digitally coming out this week uh, along with the grasping nettles game design guide you can read me uh, blabbing on for i believe seven letter-sized pages about the different design decisions made in that game uh jeremy because get your introduction and then let's get to some calls
1: yeah i'm uh jeremy gage you can find me at jeremy gage 5 over on twitter uh you can check out the draw your dice podcast and go to at draw your dice pod uh, where all podcasts are distributed, or all major platforms, I suppose. And uh, also working on Umbral Dive, which you can check out. If you want to hear, like, at nauseum, the current state of mechanics, you can go check out Spencer Campbell's Coffee Break VOD that's up on YouTube right now with Gila RPGs slash Gila Boy slash Spencer Campbell. You'll find it. It's out <laughs> there. Google uh, any number would,
0: of those words and it
1: yeah. Gila Whatever. RPGs. Gila RPG. Twitch.tv slash gila rpg. I think that's the probably the best one. Uh and I also want to give a quick shout out to everyone in the chat here. So hello Viditya. Hello Ty. Hello MV. Hello Raf. That's what I got so far. But there are a lot of you out there if you're lurking also thank you for being here appreciate hey, it
0: and this is uh, another check-in week three uh let me know if the stream is choppy i'm hoping i've handled it but if i haven't i'd like to know about it because uh, it drives me nuts i don't know if it drives anybody else nuts but <laughs> for me the idea that it's choppy and i freeze like this every 10 seconds Makes me nuts. Uh, let's drag in our first caller, huh? It's still choppy. Still choppy. Oh, oh, what the heck! I'm using a whole different program. I'm not setting my video. I changed settings in Twitch. This sucks. Hey, Twitch, if you're listening, what the hell?
1: What's going on?
0: I'm, I'm my chief. I'm migrating platforms. I'm gonna
1: use- <laughs> YouTube Live, everyone come to the call-in show, YouTube Live. All right, we've burned seven minutes on conjecture. Let's, let's get the call-in happening.
0: Burned? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Hello, welcome to the Tabletop Call-In Show. Who are we talking to on this fine day?
2: Um, it's MV. MV over here.
0: Hey, what's going on? Hey, MV. Back.
2: Um, it, It's pretty good. I've, I've timed the meeting of the Twitch stream of joining the call perfectly. So, it just feels really good <laughs> 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 to just, like, not have any doubling of time yeah, or done. losing time.
1: Perfect time.
2: It's the perfect time.
1: Your chronomancer. It's, it's the perfect time. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. What's happening? What's on you? your mind? What's your question? Yeah, what's, what's going on? What's,
2: what's going on? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Um I, I made like a little note for myself to not forget. Okay. That's uh, and it says, it says Colin uh tomorrow talk about either trading or grasping nettles. So <laughs> um I can talk about either of those things. Um what is let's talk about Shade, yeah. Yeah, it was like, that what could do, be interesting. What do you mean by that? Um I think I meant that like I posted <laughs> what did I mean? What did Past and mean? Uh but I posted a new blog post. It was either yesterday or a week ago. <laughs> I don't remember. When was a
1: that? time when it subtracts, you know what I mean? Um
2: It says twenty fifth of December. That was two days ago. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and it was about uh, trading in RPGs and how like, that could be kind of more interesting than just exchanging currency for items. So yeah, that's kind of the idea. I was sort of inspired by my playthrough of Caves of Kud, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a roguelike uh yeah game nothing too like too interesting about it but the the trading system is based on water, basically mm-hmm. so you exchange water for items okay but the but the cool thing is that water also has weight to it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you carry too much, you can be like over encumbered hey, so like heavy. yeah, yeah. and it's. Who- went backpacking
0: mm-hmm. like over the summer the mm-hmm. thing in my bag was the water that I had to drink yeah. to, not, to not die yeah
2: yeah that yeah exactly <laughs> um and so like if i have a like 1000 like uh liters of water item i guess liters doesn't work in the us but you get my point it's, it's no, we know about liters. <laughs> yeah we're-
1: leaders we're not goddamn imperialists,
0: okay? I, I like gallons uh, I like leaders they're both <laughs> up
1: gallons
0: Gallons are nice and big a liter is like a manageable amount
2: hey, uh,
1: I want to hear in the chat one's for gallons two for leaders oh Shall my god
2: J- Jeremy's gonna start, start a bowl. civil war yeah. <laughs> oh no um, but it's like a lot of water and if you're like selling an item that costs a lot and you can't carry the water that it costs like there's no point in selling it because like, you just can't carry that amount of currency.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, that idea was just very interesting to me. And like that made me think about trade in a different way. Like instead of, oh, I wanna maximize my currency, it's, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be smart about what I'm carrying and what, what I'm like giving away, what I'm leaving behind, what I can trade, etc. And that's what I wrote the blog post about. Um, and there were just like a couple of ideas uh, which were kind of very standard, I think, in RPGs. Like um, uh, like exchanging items for favors and quests. That mm-hmm. I think is pretty... Like in trad games you see that a lot. Um, if it's a special rare item Um, the GM would usually, like, give you a quest. So, like, if you want to find, like, a special magic sword, it's a quest. Like, you can't buy it on the market. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, just, for some reason, last week I've been, like, very just into finding um, cool ways for doing the sort of trade stuff in RPGs. Mm. Um,
0: So the idea is kind of, like, replace currency as mm-hmm. a like just a, a number of something promissory with, notes right? Mm-hmm. with just like a different resource uh,
2: the, m- m- or... yes and no okay. because like just replacing currency with another currency is like is like fine but not what i was really like looking it for?
1: with a contextual resource right yes everyone needs water every or you know and what let's imagine the standard second earth fantasy thing everyone needs water everyone needs food everyone needs shelter right so how do we trade for lumber how do we trade for water how do we trade for uh metal and ores and stuff like that like contextual resources yes or and, trading
2: for yeah like favors or actions etc mm. like and that could also be mm-hmm. finite
1: too right like we can only give so much water or else we won't have water for ourselves we won't have enough we need ore as well we need wood as well right so which is for like prompt i always viewed lately i've been viewing money or any currency as like a number value of a promise Mm -hmm. like uh i promise to give you electricity if you give me a hundred of this thing like a mm-hmm. hundred favors a hundred promissory notes right so that's how i've been contextualizing currency in my life lately
0: jeremy you should read debt the first five thousand yeah years. exactly i was
2: like
1: <laughs> uh where's the amazon link for that it's, it's a good book i,
0: I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah it's like um, really up the alley of this conversation at least the first yeah so far um uh, yeah,
2: and yeah jeremy is going in the right direction because uh like part of my sort of delve was into um I call it I think the resource trading web or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the post. Uh essentially it's thinking about okay, I have maybe three different regions. One has lots of water, one has no water, but it's like has a lot of salt or metal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the third one has something different. And thinking about okay. If the players get a lot of water from one region Mm -hmm. and get it to another region, that would like have immense value in a different region, right? In -hmm. the desert. So it's kind of like
0: you want, instead of just having a currency or several currencies that have nothing except for exchange value, have things that do have use value that fluctuates. Exactly. Um, Yes. Yes so like the use value is tied to the exchange value <laughs> uh
2: and, yes and but and because yes. it
0: fluctuates geographically like you could do some interesting stuff story-wise with like you know the, the example we're doing here water is yeah. great people wage
1: on water dude
0: <laughs> and they will again uh, you <laughs> will again
1: it's coming dude um... hey 2028 the fucking call-in army let's go <laughs>
2: Okay. Also, something I just thought of, but I didn't write in the blog post, is like consequences of trade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, for example, if the, well, now you can't exchange like money really. Uh, but if I go to a trader and, like, oh, I give you this magical uh, staff and you give me uh, like the sword and then you come back in like a week. And the trader just, like, absolutely destroyed the village with the staff, you know? <laughs> because, yeah. like, uh, they didn't know how to use it. So, like, also thinking about, like, what consequences your um, <laughs> your items might bring, sort of. And, yeah, like, even bringing, like, tons of water to a desert village, it Is will, that, like, make them. Hmm? I
0: was going to keep finish what you're saying, and then
2: I'll... Oh, it. just, I want to finish. It's, like, you'll bring them, basically, to prosperity and thinking mm-hmm. about, like... Uh, how the uh villages and settlements evolve when you like do trade networks,
0: right? If you establish like a supply line of yeah, you know, exactly regular water to a place that historically struggled with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? Shit. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: tried to uh, look I was also it. thinking about the opposite though, too. Of like, go ahead, what happens when you don't continue a supply line for whatever you Mm -hmm. like relationships break down or something something Mm -hmm. like the desert to water nation right yeah maybe have two generations of really strong water supply to the desert oh yes this is now it becomes their regular lifestyle Mm -hmm. then some sort of new i mean this issue with like sovereign ships but like a new sovereign ship arrives in the water bearing place they're like Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to be giving them any more water. What does that fallout look like? Because mm-hmm. this generation is used to having water and now they don't. So now it's kind of even in a worse situation because the mm-hmm. supply was cut off.
0: Right. Because they've, yeah. they've built themselves up around having access to a thing mm-hmm. and almost certainly like lost a lot of the, uh, at least your collective understanding of how to deal without having it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When you get used to a thing and then you take it away as a society, then, like, oops. Like, if you took away air conditioning from the southern United States during the summer, <laughs> that'd be a huge problem because we stopped building buildings with like natural ventilation and wind catchers yep. and stuff like that. Ooh. Uh, I know
1: what I'm uh. building for a house or adjusting a house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you stick some, some wind catchers on there? I mean, yeah. We should do that. It's cheaper in every way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that you could do there. Like depending on which, how macro, not to say macroeconomics. That's not what I'm. That's not <laughs> I'm using the word macro. macroeconomics. Macroeconomics. <laughs> uh, how how zoomed out or zoomed in? You want to get on stuff? If yeah, you wanted to do like generations of trade and like arranging networks of it that's super interesting if you wanted to do like a micro thing like you were saying about the um you know you came across a magic staff and then you got it to somebody that knew how to use it that's also interesting because yeah what where does your responsibility lie in that game world as like the the arms supplier of the person <laughs> that leveled the town?
1: Yeah. <laughs> there is like, not enough like, magic arm suppliers in oh god! fantasy <laughs> games. I'm serious. Like, that's a huge conflict thing. That's, mm. I've, you know, fucking The Big Ones, Critical Role, fucking Dimension 20, like, no one goes, well, I guess Brennan actually does, like, flying airships as a magic guy and things, but anyways, like, no one talks about the fucking enchanter or alchemist or wizard who's like i made 10 swords of light today <laughs> i wonder how much <laughs> i can get for these on the black war market you know what i mean like
0: uh, it's a yeah. problem there, there's like interesting stuff to explore with that that's like, and anyone cool. can attune to it like if you're gonna play in a world like a D <laughs> world where like magic items exist the magic of that game system exists and it's like borderline catastrophic and terrifying for it to exist. I think it's good to explore that. I think I think there's a lot of fun to be had picking apart the pieces or picking apart like the details. Because I think the mm-hmm. default mode of like playing a game like that is to just pretend it's all fine. <laughs> like <yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> It all just works, you know what just, I mean? It's just all covered. Yeah, just pretend it's fine that I could, like, point my <laughs> finger and then uh, the fireball spell will explode over there. It's just a, th- Holy It's just normal. Shit. I could just set up... You're bomb. a walking missile, dude! <laughs> they wouldn't let me on a plane
1: if I could do that.
3: You're
1: a, <laughs> you're a missile that poops and eats, you know what I mean? Like, Christ. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Um... Uh... Yeah. Anyway, people are missiles. Yeah. I will try to read that blog post because it does interest interest me, and I'd like to see what you uh, came up with.
2: Um, yeah, it's quite tiny, and the, uh, <laughs> like the, uh, the. A cute way to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> quite tiny. <laughs> it's a quite tiny blog post. Um, <laughs> the resolution I came to is like, um, in caves of cut there's a, um there's a thing that all the merchants like chill out in the desert. Um, and, well, the it lore sort of says that it's because it's like a big route for like pilgrims and stuff. But I was thinking it's like, hey, but what if they're in the desert? Because it increases the use value of the water. <laughs> so the value of the water that they carry increases. Mm-hmm. So they're, like their trading is more like efficient in the desert. Because... Like if they were trading in somewhere like where water is less valuable, then like they would be carrying tons of like useless currency. But like I just thought about that and then like understood that like in Caves of Cut that's not really possible because it's just like it's a video game. <laughs> like right. it doesn't adapt to everything you do. Right. A video game not necessarily but like, interested mm-hmm. in that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But in RPGs, I think that's like that's why I want to do it in like my game that I'm writing and in the setting. Because it's like, you can have like infinite sort of like options and consequences coming from um, like thinking about trade in this way. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Um, What happens when the merchants start polluting? Instead of going into the desert, they go to like a a town on a river (laughs) and start polluting the fuck out of the river. Oh, no. (laughs) And and it's like, hey, we're the only source, dude. (laughs) We've got the clean water if you need it. Yeah. No everyone
1: else seems to have poop water. We don't know what's going on. Weird every that happens. And then that mayor is like, We've never once pooped in our river. Not one time.
2: (laughs) Wake up. Mysteries
0: afoot. All right. Well, MV, we've got a couple other callers to get to. Do you have any parting words, thoughts, or plugs?
2: Uh love y'all. Uh happy holidays. Uh Go check out my blog post on www.hypertext.com. <laughs> <Yeah. You laughs> That's should. it. Yeah, it's, it's neat. It's, it's tiny. Good. Neat.
3: <laughs> so All right.
0: tiny.
2: All right. See you. See you later, y'all.
0: Get yourself ready. Bye bye. Choose. Uh, damn. Um. Here we go. Who's next? It looks like Discord user. Viditya, friend of the show. Hello, welcome to the Tabletop Call-In show. Uh, Thanks for calling in. Who are we talking to? You're gone.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Viditya said, I don't want to talk yet.
0: (laughs) I'm going to wait one second to see if any sort of message flies in from any direction. (laughs) Did you do that? I don't think. Maybe I did. So let's try one more time. And if it happens again. Let's try one more time. Yeah. Let's try. Wait, DTS typing? typing. Hold on. I don't know why I cut. Great. Hello. Welcome to the Tabletop College Show. What's going on? You're muted. You're muted. If you're. If you don't want to be, maybe you want to be a text only guest. That'd be crazy. Now you're unmuted, but nothing is happening. This is
1: the Tabletop Call-In Show. This episode is sponsored by water.
0: Water. Water. Water? Water?
1: Have you ever been so thirsty that you need a quenching liquid? Try water. Gathered from your local stream or lake, non-salt water bearing. Get it today at your local locations.
0: And that's water. that's water. Thank you for sponsoring <laughs> us, water. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, without you, we couldn't do this show. It's true. We literally... Week, I- <laughs> Next week I hear we have food sponsoring us. <laughs> yeah. Also great one. <laughs> uh, wonder what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. I've I said it before, but it wouldn't be a call-in show if, it, if there wasn't uh, things like this. So I'm happy to have it. But... If there's anything I Mo- can do for you, Marvin. Vita. If you can, Marvin, hear is me. the
1: speaker on? <laughs> <sighs>
0: um. Yeah, get that air sponsorship, says yeah, Aaron. I don't know why it's not working.
1: How about this? Viditya, you, you play around with it and maybe we swap in for Donnie? We.
0: He said 1 second, so let's give 1 okay. second and then I will engage yeah. with that plan cuz that sounds like a good one. Um has it been 1 second? <laughs> the moved. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm going to pull in
1: oh, pull, pull, pull the back again.
0: Let's try it. How about now? How we doing? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Welcome to the show. Can you, can you hear me now? I was FCI. on my phone, and then it wasn't working.
4: So now I'm on my computer.
1: Just Straight sprinted.
0: Oh my god.
4: <sighs>
0: well, here, here you are. What's hey, going on? How easier. you doing? How are you feeling? I'm,
4: do- I'm doing pretty good, actually. It's it's been a it's been a pretty it's been a pretty, pretty good time. Uh, but the weirdest thing happened to me this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, so. I mean, I feel like both of you know, or I've been talking around. I got two new cats. I have two little kittens. They're very adorable ah, Lentil and I didn't know uh, what <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I'm not on the Twitters. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm What's bad at it. Well, uh, I got two little kittens um, and this morning uh, something really weird happened. I uh, so, you know, I, I wake up kind of late. I wake up on my own time. It's also the holidays. So I'm having a good time. Buppu, one of my cats. She often likes to sit on my chest in the morning. It's very cute. It's very nice, um, and then so she'll wake me up because I get disturbed, and it's usually really nice. And today I like look at her. Uh, I wake up and she's staring at me right in my eyes, and it's different, you know. Like there's a there's a there's a a cognizance in her eyes that was kind of scary mm, and then that. she like she like opens her mouth and i think she's just gonna meow at me but instead she says in plain english mm-hmm. straight to me this morning she goes "Vivi, i'm having a dilemma i can't really seem to wrap my head around this and it's a simple opinion that i think mm-hmm. i just want other people to talk to me about and i go yeah okay what's up Papu? and she goes tags in tabletop rpgs mm. you know the tag systems Uh, do people prefer it when tags have like defined mechanics to them? Or, or like, do you think a loose tag system is fine or like a mix? Like where's the preference, you know? And I go, yeah, you know, bubble. Like I, I also have this problem too. Uh, and lucky for you today's the tabletop Colin show. So, uh, you know, I'll ask this question to my good friends, Adam and Jeremy. Uh, so yeah, that's, i am kind of relaying this is, uh, tag systems you know because uh, I, I and my issue with it personally i see where she's coming from because like I, i'm having this trouble right now with my game Bloodbeam badlands where uh i have tags and sometimes i want them to do specific things because i feel like you know there's a language to the game uh that work with the mechanics and other times i just kind of want uh players to just have fun with it and and i'm not sure if like a mix feels good or yeah, opinions opinions right and then I'll, I'll yeah she's she's not in the room right now so i'll relay the message to her later
0: <laughs> jeremy you got any thoughts here
1: i have you know i have so many thoughts. <laughs> i have so many thoughts uh all right here
0: we go love to see uh, the chat mm-hmm. just immediately split user Gay Hanforg saying I love undefined tags and at the same time the message was sent Eldritch Mouse uh, says oh yeah I want to need the mechanics with tags
1: (laughs) so for me tags are the same as magic in narrative writing Mm -hmm. Uh, in like common terms you either have soft tags or you have hard tags soft tags are things that help inspire other like nebulous things like my character has the tag of bulky my weapon has the tag of messy no matter what it is right a messy dagger a messy maul a messy whip like why is it messy is it because it makes a bloody mess of things is it because like i just leave it all over the place i don't know it depends on the game then there are hard tags like um brutal roll an extra die uh roll an extra offensive die or something that um right. so like it, it's all a ima- matter i i see tags as shorthand and i'm going to come from a position of like trad tactical games because that's all i've been researching for the last three months sure uh in in work for Armored dive so like one instance is um isn't long sword a tag in d 5e if you kind of think about it what does that translate to a five foot range weapon that does 1d8 damage and uses strength right longsword is like in a way a tag for a weapon the greater category is weapon the longsword tag defines what it is right oh
4: yeah like it's just it's innate like you can strip like what's the difference between uh i'm coming from pathfinder right like what's the difference between like a katana and a longsword they're both 1d8 five-foot range, two-handed yep. to one-handed weapons, right? Like, yep. Yep. okay, I see what you're saying there. That's, that's yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, so I think about, when I think about tags, I think about shorthand language for tactical stuff, right? You take a little bit of time to, like, see the full sentence of the thing, um, and uh, then you can build character sheets or uh, other tools that have that shorthand language that people start to become familiar with over time. Like, I don't think... Maybe it does. I was trying to think on the D&D 5e character sheet like does it have spell slots but it does have a categorical spell slot on it. Mm-hmm. At some point you just learn what the bubbles mean. Anyways I think tags are in a mechan- heavy mechanical sense a really good way of like parsing down language and creating a shorthand for everyone at the table especially when combat takes so long right. I swing with my long sword everyone around the table that understands what long means has like a defined like okay this is math of 1d8 plus strength at a five foot range because he's melee and that's the only reason that that he's able to do that right now uh and you can sort of like parse them right, right. or uh fireball a spell is the same thing fireball is a 60 foot uh or 30 foot wide i don't know how big fucking fireball is a it's 60 a, foot range 20 foot circle it's a big uh one. deals 6d8 damage no 8d6 damage and uh anything that is not worn or carried is set on fire flammable object right like that whole sentence duration damage the save is all parsed into fireball right um once you get enough like mechanical brevity uh or not brevity uh enough mechanical know-how for you and your table or you personally right yeah that's how i view tags i view them as useful shorthand for mechanical things uh, as far as the soft end of things go, I I feel like I'm pretty good at like the imagination space. I don't necessarily need a tag to prompt me, but a tag is still a word with a definition, right? Even like outside of games, when I say something like, oh, this is an adjective, right? And then what does what is the definition of adjective, right? Like yeah. the definition is that it modifies this specific thing. Like we get the shorthand for what this longer thing means.
2: Okay, and then it all sort
1: of like interconnects with language too.
2: Uh,
4: All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, 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 because this is very helpful, uh, and this is kind of why I was like, I want to talk about it because I have strong opinions on both ends of it. Uh, Adam, do you have opinions?
0: (laughs) I like when they're mechanized. Okay. <laughs> I, dude, I prefer when they're mechanized. I, I like when it. they're not mechanized also. Uh, <laughs> <unhockful. Okay. laughs> Pers- personally, I think it has to be all or none. Or all mechanized. or none. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't like, be you, sort of both. If you want to mechanize a couple of them, you should come up with a different mechanic, I think, to get those mechanics through. Uh, so if you're only using like the word, if you're saying, like, these are tags that exist on things and you can make up new tags on the fly... Um. So if you wanted to do Shit Messy was the one giving. Yeah. You, you could not define Messy and that's fine but I think a lot of I think Messy is a PBTA one That's frequently used that is Defined mm-hmm. as like I forget Exactly oh, what yeah. but it's like It yeah. tears it apart like there's nothing Clean you can't hide what you did with this thing mm-hmm. um, I think like Coming
4: like PBTA uh is kind of what confused me with tags personally because uh it's such like a narrative driven system and then i played monster of the week and i was like oh there's like weapons have tags that make sense but then for some reason my brain it didn't it it, it took a second or it still kind of takes a second for it to click where i go oh but these tags in a pb in monster of the week like have a mechanic to them versus like you know can be used as narrative uh you know uh like oh you have a messy tag so i don't want to get a partial because i might do it but it creates a, you know what i mean it's like no there's an actual mechanic to it mm-hmm. uh uh which i don't think is bad it's just i'm i'm, I'm curious if i'm fluctuating on my own preferences you know
3: uh, yeah hmm.
1: okay you're trying to are you trying to figure out like what tags you should use in a project are you trying to get like a consensus of your well, uh, demographic? Who's in the chat right now? Yeah,
4: <laughs> it, it's it's a little bit of the latter, uh, but like, th- I mean, this is specifically. I'm currently at this stage with Bloodbeam Badlands where uh, I am defining like gear and tags, um, mm-hmm. and I realize like there's some things that I that I think like work really well with the mechanics of the game. Like armor is an easy one, right? Like I I realized that I had some mechanics that are Kind of take a sentence to describe, like, or are a little clunky because uh, BBBL has like sources, which are like a sort of like health tracker, stress thing that like you take damage and then its number equals a success range, right? Like you want to roll under a source to to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, like what what prompted this was armor. Uh, where I was like, oh, armor is interesting because I can have a tag that gives something armor, uh, and then it basically is like you can negate one armor for a source, and you don't like lose it, right? Easy, like simple. But what what was happening was like I was kind of spending a lot of words describing that in different mechanics when I could have just said, like in different abilities when I could just say like, when you have this activated, you gain armor one, right? Um, and then I was like, oh, and then there's other things like consumable, like these kinds of tags where I was like, oh, like, con- like, uh, consumable two, which means like you get an item and you can use it twice and then it's gone or whatever. Right. Um, and then, but then I was like, well, I don't want to like, and then this is where my personal, where I was like, oh, okay, this feels good for the game. But then my own personal, like, I don't want to write up a bunch of tags <laughs> and come up with specific Probably mechanics for it. them. Uh, because like I kind of then want to make an item that has like a tag I'm, saying, I'm using quotes like or like a tag tag that is like magical right mm-hmm. but I don't want to like define that personally like to me I'm like there's no interesting way for me to define magical for the game uh, other than like it could be interesting and maybe like it's a reactive tag so instead of it being like oh I mean kind of like in, in trad games where it's like you know you have like enemies have magical dr um Mm -hmm. and so you need to hit it with a magic weapon or something but you know in bugby badlands it could be other things where it's like oh this cuts through specific curses or whatever um yeah uh, yeah, so like that that's kind of where where i'm like coming from where i'm like oh and and the solution i have currently which is why i wanted to kind of bring it up was like hard tags uh are just kind of written out and then like soft tags are like italics um mm-hmm. so like i can be like okay like you know if something has a soft tag it is a narrative thing that you can pull from and maybe like use to get boosts or the gm can you know finagle for difficulty and like all this stuff like that right hey mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I, th- I think listening to all that i'm walking back my you have to do all one or the other <laughs> i think you do whatever you want i think if you want to have a tag system in your game uh as long as you're clear at the front like yeah, tags are a narrative thing, so they're all this soft tag thing that we're mm-hmm. talking about. Like, unless mm-hmm. specified, it's up to you to establish what that means in your game. Uh, I think that's totally cool. So if you wanted to leave magical to be, like, an open-ended thing for, for players to figure it out, figure out what works for their game, that's mm-hmm. fine, but then, you know, consumable is one that, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to let you know what this one means. Here's the right. one page of things that, like, the game mechanics provided with the game specify. So like I've defined these ones, everything else, you know, that's up to you. Yeah. I think that's cool. <laughs> I
4: mean, cause I get it really kind of goes into like, I will sometimes be like, Oh, this is like a cool mechanic. Uh, and I don't want it to be it's like a whole other thing, so I'm like, I can loop it into tags because it's an mm-hmm. easy thing to just plop in. <laughs> yeah, just uh,
0: add, add another one that is defined on like the mm-hmm. the defined tags page of your book mm-hmm. or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I and mean, look at fucking Magic the Gathering; it is keyword hell in there.
4: <laughs> Ooh uh i like uh gay half organ chances what if instead of tags the DTS game just has armors my knife has the rusty armor that's pretty <laughs> fun I do i like like that idea of like the tags themselves kind of become uh spendable to to deal with stuff hmm. there, there's like a lot i have been thinking about tags uh, in general not even just in blood mean badlands like uh games that are primarily tag driven right Mm -hmm. for narrative reasons like i think they're really interesting but i see the pros and cons of them uh you know because it could be almost too much like oh my character has like five tags on them how Mm -hmm. often can i draw from them how much can i sway them yeah Uh,
1: my i had a i was running a campaign of heart the city beneath yeah and uh that game is pretty tag heavy for a lot of different things and when your players haven't read the book in any capacity, uh, they will constantly ask you what brutal means. <laughs> right. Every single time. <laughs> uh, so I guess there's also a conversation. Of- when tags translate to another definition that is not known by the table, it can add a pretty heavy cognitive load for le- like the learning curve that much steeper.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's why i do prefer them to be specified but i think if you're going to specify them they should also be easily referenceable by correct
1: players i agree
0: give me a little sheet give me a printout yeah give
1: me a small little printout
0: dude yeah or two if you've got a lot of tags
4: i was like yeah because i was thinking like um if your tag has like another thing with blood being badlands is i'm like i want it to be something that's easy for other people to make content for like specifically at the table like the gm can very quickly come up with something and then like you can kind of reskin most stuff uh and have like loose definitions and stuff that mostly either just help you the gm or are like fun for the players and so i was like well a tag the gm would then have to like know what all the tags are and then kind of create in the confines or or you know, define a new tag, and then you would define it like under the item, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it becomes like unique to the table. And I just wasn't sure if like I, I'm like on the fence about like I like that, but is it clunky? And like, yeah, so you know, being able to be like, oh, I've like because I'm I'm all I love making games where you know you create designers uh, in the space, right? Mm-hmm. So like a, a a player is like, can this thing have an have a tag? that does this thing or have an ability that does this thing and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know. Uh or the GM is having a good time being like, oh, this is my magic item and it's gonna do this cool shit, you know? Uh and I'm like, what's the easiest way to do that? And and I like tag like <laughs> I like tag city games because you can just do that, right? Like it's easy. You're like, oh it's it's fucking, it's got the bouncy tag and that lets you, it's a rubber ball, you know? <laughs> mm, my
0: I sword's a rubber ball. My yeah. sword has bouncy, it has piecemeal, and it yeah. has uh, grass.
4: And it, And, but that's such an interesting, like, you look at this array of tags and you're just like, what the fuck do I have on me? <laughs> and it's, I, I personally enjoy that, right? Like, I mean, it depends on the game, but like, I, I definitely enjoy being like the fuck (laughs) shaggy baggy (laughs) craggy raggy well vid does that help (coughs) it really helped i i think uh i really just like this is something that i wanted to just kind of talk out because i was like i don't know um (laughs) and this yeah and this is very helpful i thought this was Uh, a question
0: for your from your cat I, i didn't realize we were helping you on this yeah
1: weird
4: well, like, see, Papu knows how much I've been struggling with this, it, and, and she, she <laughs> and she she just wanted to help me out. You know, it's like I've been thinking about this for you, and I just can't come up with an answer. I'll let her know. I think maybe she's writing her own tabletop RPG. This will be a fun thing for me and my little kitten to talk about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> whole household producing games. Some for yeah, humans, exactly. some for cats. Some for cats, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's the
1: animal des- animal game design dude who out there wants to take that on uh
4: we have elephants that paint why not That's true <laughs> why not <laughs> why
0: not <laughs> why not all right, all right well, this, this is super helpful thanks y'all. yeah any parting words thoughts plugs etc
4: um yeah, uh, it was I'm really happy that I'm able to catch the call and show it's been a little bit so thank you for having me um you can I'm Vi Valetti it, you can find me online at Vi Valetti um, and if you wanted to the game that I was talking about and this is for Bloodbeam Badlands is a game about being uh, gunslinging vampires in the post-apocalypse um, world of an unsetting sun uh, and it's really fun and bombastic and I'm it's, it's one of the games where I'm like oh I'm actually having fun designing again. That's Ooh. fun. Uh so so I'm really excited and you can check that out um mm-hmm. if you want at fiddity Uh yeah. And then maybe, you know, later this week you'll see where the fuck I landed on with tags, because I'll probably send out an update soon. Great. Looking forward yeah. to it.
0: I like that game quite a bit. Yeah, thank you. All right, y'all. Uh I'll talk to you soon. Advitozen. <laughs> uh also you can catch Vidita in a quick nettle and grasping nettles uh if you want to play grasping nettles in a place with little dinosaur buddies sara <laughs> city is the one for you uh, it's really good uh next caller discord user donny dynamo coming on in i think first time caller perhaps i think first time caller i think first time caller hello long time chatter welcome to the tabletop calling show who are you talking to even though I already said it.
5: <laughs> Hi there, uh, I'm Donnie. It's good to be on. Thanks for uh, having us open here on Monday.
0: Uh, of course.
5: Um, so yeah. the the kind of core of the question that I have, I've been going back through a lot of the old Draw Your Dice stuff, so this is a little bit for Jeremy. Um, I've seen, especially with the delivery of Tiny Library by Longtail Games, I'm seeing more and more um, collections and RPG bundles and RPG jams, and I'm curious if you, the two of you have any thoughts on how newer designers can best leverage those to just get people playing their game right i'm not looking for for fame or sales or downloads or anything like that but you know i've got uh games that i'm trying to put out much like everybody else and i'm curious how to just generate a player base like i'm not somebody who has local people i can test with Mm -hmm. do you see those collections and jams as a good way to get it out there or do you think it's more of a Discord and Twitter and you know individual like is there a a way to kind of group all of these new designers and elevate them so that they can, they're testing each other's things right so they're not kind of floating off in space alone and are those current systems good ways to do that?
1: Mm, mm, mm. Mm. That's a really good question. Great, uh, great question. <laughs> fucking fucking good question. Not an easy not um, easy
0: answers but we're gonna do our best. Certainly.
1: Yeah. Do you <laughs> wanna do you wanna kick off this one, Adam? Sure. I got been hyped about
0: tags I think I think my first like thought on this is like it's it's a really hard question to answer because I don't know if anybody's played uh, my games besides like a couple of things that I definitely know I know that I've played them and I know I've heard <laughs> from like friends who have played them once or twice but like usually you don't and this is something that like could change and maybe would make a lot of designers feel better. But I don't usually mention whenever I play a game <laughs> online, except for like maybe on this show. Um uh, So you just don't hear about when people play your game very often, unless it's on a stream or something similar. Um So how to, how to try to get people playing is, is a really tough question because I think a lot of that would come down to fostering some sort of online community. Um either as a big group thing or as like for your stuff. Like a good example would be friend of the show, Spencer Campbell, uh has a pretty active G- Hela RPG's Discord server and a lot of people are playing a lot of people have played Nova and Slayers and like they come to the the Spencer zone to like talk about how cool it is. But if you don't have a zone <laughs> That people are actively like talking about, it, and it's hard to he- it's hard to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I think yeah, those are that's like one method where you could hear about this is to start. <laughs> we got a little clover uh, in the chat. Spencer's dog. <laughs> um, I think one one thing would be to set up that, but like that can be pretty intimidating. I think I I, I would argue. At least for me personally, like the easier thing would be to just join a community of people that like to play games or make games and just like start trying to play everybody's games in there. If I'm, am I making any sense here? I'm kind of losing the plot. <laughs> I, I definitely, and I think I gave you
5: guys an unfair <laughs> No,
0: question. no, there's nothing as an unfair question. We will not, um, we will not tread in that no, mindscape. We will answer a, it. it. It's a good question. It's just a tough one it's to answer, uh, but a good one to think about
5: and like the what you just brought up the you know individual creators having discords where fans of their previous content are engaging with their new content and things mm-hmm. like that i guess uh, aside from the whole how to start and we've we've heard you guys with other guests kind of talk about how to begin building a community but i'm curious if there's a way to kind of tier those communities up to each other without it becoming an unruly nightmare right like that's a very strong community for spencer's content or for draw your dice or tabletop calling but those are inherently uh kind of self-sustained communities right like people can find them from the outside if they're advertised or through word of mouth but they are only exposed to their own content unless people are bringing in from the outside is there a way Mm. You know, without having some ugly mega Discord or or the toxicity of a huge forum, <laughs> that that you guys can see of how to say, okay, cool, we have 900 Discords. How do we cross pollinate them in some way?
1: This was this is where I was going to go with with my conjecture. Uh, I don't want to call this an answer because I think <laughs> between between Donny and Adam and myself, there there is basically proven in this moment there are a lot of different ways to go about getting your game out there and connecting with i think for me my answer and i think i've been thinking a lot about this recently i talk about this more and more day of like collectives of spaces and like bringing together des like disparate areas disparate is that the is that the right word uh uh singled out areas right so like in the, I think everyone is trying to start their own community because they potentially. I know you are coming from a place of altruism that you just want to know people are playing your game and kind of get, uh, kind of get feedback or eyes on it or ears to the ground. Or something like that. I know you're not coming at it from like a income or resource exchange sort of um, mentality, but I feel like a lot of people when they design their own space it's because they want their own personal slice of the pie and additionally it's hard to corral all the cats especially on the internet like to do it in person is one thing but to like reach on someone's twitter or go to their discord or like go to their email when they may not be and for spencer's example spencer's tweeting at least oh i don't fucking know like 12 Sometimes times a day she... or some shit like that. Like <laughs> Spencer is constantly visible on my feed and to other people's feet, so mm. that's the legwork of starting your own personal community. For you and what you're searching for, I feel like a lot of the uh, energy is pointed in a collective's direction, just like Tiny Library. The reason why I love what Ash and, uh, uh, oh my God, Ash and Gerard no, Prachard. Help me. <laughs> Someone help me.
0: I'm not familiar with Tiny Library, so I'm Googling.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's long Longtail. Anyways, uh, oh, I'll, I'll find... Thing. Uh, Giles, that's what it is. Whew. Pat on the back. Uh, Ash and Giles uh, in Longtail Games. Um, the Tiny Library project is really interesting, and same thing with Slayer's Almanac for Spencer. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the thing Spencer talked about on Coffee Break, the um, Paranormal Societies um haunted something i can't remember what the full name haunted of almanac the
0: Pro- project was
1: uh i'm sorry
0: the the haunted almanac by Nate nature haunted Almanac. highland paranormal society
1: yeah where that is just a corroboration of like their last set of like all the games they've made to date in a single book which is really cool um i think collectives are really hard but I think collectives is more the geared answer. So it's a big networking answer for me or a big network like direction is like, connect with people, just meet, start start every month, right? Just use like a month to meet one designer that you think you would click with. Just send a DM, send a message and be like, hey, you know, do you kind of want to like try each other's games? We're both relatively new or something like that. I would love to like speak designer to designer, right? Um, and then the other portion of this is when you're trying to get like consumers into the play. I think Adam's point about like, I don't I don't personally feel like consumers of tabletop RPGs are very vocal, especially in the mm-hmm. space, uh, maybe in Facebook groups, maybe <laughs> in TikTok, maybe on YouTube. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly on Board Game Geek, that might be true. Um but on Twitter, I don't think they're very vocal on that space when they're playing games. They're filing a cool game. I think designers are apt to chatter about games they find that do interesting design, right? This is an in- Slayers is interesting because it does this. Band of Blades is interesting because it does that. Iron Sworn is interesting because it does this. And they're coming at it from a designer perspective. For consumers, they're just going to play the game, play it with their friends. If their friends and them don't like it, they don't talk about it again and they don't say why, right? Um, and there's also that. Sort of like online fear of cold calling someone, be like, hey, I played your game. I liked it. I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like this. I liked that. This is why. Like, there's also a space for like knowing how to give critiques or feedback or like talk in such a way with another about like your art piece here. Here's my feelings on it. And in not like a destructive way, but more of uh, this is just how my experience affected engaging with your art piece right so to full circle it i think it's about uh connecting with other designers uh i think there definitely is validity in bringing like smaller communities together into one like crossroads server i think that uh the brain trust is real is a really interesting crossroads discord server where there's a lot of different designers in there they're all talking about this and that and uh they engage in each other stuff a lot of the time and there's some pretty decent um in terms of followerships and really cool designers in there that love getting in touch with people on sort of their level so i'm sure if there was a brain trust that was more like in an indie space and focused on whatever sort of like size you're trying to connect with i'm never saying that you can't talk to more you can't talk to someone with less i just think there's a natural gravitational pull online conversation mm. uh, between people in sort of the same um, bracket. I don't want to say hierarchy, because I don't think there's... There is certainly sort of like a bracketing of of interest, depending on the size. Um, and that's also mainly from like a uh, seller slash like capital sort of content creator mindscape as well. So that that's not completely valid, but... <laughs> That is, my, that is my it's, long it's, answer. I think I, it's a, think it's a, a very nuanced there, thing to talk about.
4: What
0: we're trying to say there is it's tricky to navigate online spaces because they're made up and weird. Yeah. And also created with yeah, a capitalist framework in mind. Uh, these are platforms designed for somebody else's profit and we just happen to use them to try to connect with each other. And that is yeah. tough to do. It's tough to force them to do that. Uh, but yeah, uh, it is... We, we, there's... A lot of pathways to try to do this, uh, to try to find people to play your games either with you or without you, um, and you just gotta kind of try them and and see what sticks. I like and what I said, works for you, yeah. I, I could, like I said, I could count on, on my own hand. Probably one. I could probably only fill this hand with times that I know for sure that somebody has played a game of mine without me. <laughs> But I bet, yeah. and I'm almost, I'm almost positive that it's much more than that, because like, yeah. those the games at least were in, um, like they were in the big bundle. Was that two years ago? Mm-hmm. When was the big racial justice bundle? <laughs> that was, what is time? Whatever it was, where there was yeah. like thousands of games in one bundle, people were still like downloading games that were in there. It's slowed to a trickle now, but like. There are still people just getting access to my games and I assume that means they're looking at them and if even a fraction of them are like, This seems pretty cool. They're playing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of they don't they never mention it.
1: <laughs> what do you what do you think about all that, Donnie? I mean
5: first book, like that's a, a validation of experience at least. Like I, I don't feel uh bad about the response you guys are giving me. It doesn't seem like I am you know, like I have you know of my six games i have i don't know seven or 800 downloads i have two comments and four reviews or whatever so it's good to see that that's probably not atypical uh, no, i am not. curious if, no i am curious if um if itch as sort of like one of the main platforms that's shared right people have their own shopify stores and things like that but itch just and drive through rpg are kind of hubs of of indie game content i'm curious if as new marketplaces in that style emerge maybe more specifically made by the indie rpg scene if um if community and discoverability becomes a priority right itch was made for apps and and computer games and i'm curious Mm -hmm. if maybe we can build a system that encourages people to provide feedback more regularly you know I, mm-hmm. I, we, we would all kind of have to learn and grow and do that together because it's not yeah something a lot of people are going to go out of their way to do um but that's kind of what i'm going to take away from this not that perhaps it's my games need more plays and maybe they are getting that and it's unspoken but how to encourage myself and others to kind of bring their positive play experiences to the forefront of what they're sharing online to kind of build each other up a bit and share the games and share their uh, their choice moments
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about because I would love to. I'd love to see it. I like. I like hearing when people play anybody's games. Yeah, truly. Uh, it's. I don't know. It's just fun to hear that people are having fun with this hobby that we all uh, are staking a lot of our time into. Mm-hmm. Maybe putting our financial futures on the line of it. You know, who knows? <laughs> who would do something so foolish? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's also
1: me
5: yeah
0: alright well Donnie where can we get well, those games you. if you want yeah, to what, do what quick us, Yeah.
5: sure go so ahead. I'm uh, Donnie Dynamo on Niche.io and my current the games I'm currently noodling on are submissions in the Long Tail Jams uh, Tiny Tome Jam which is still running for the next few days anybody listening wants to get in with a one page RPG um, I'm excited to see all the other tri- submissions kind of trickle in and read through them so get your games in folks
0: awesome thanks again
3: all
1: right thank you for calling in. thank you donnie
0: where's obs okay there we are all right we we've got it. We found it. what's that we did it we're good we get we did it we've got one more caller here yeah Bringing rap yes. uh
1: <laughs> i meant switching to obs we did it that's yeah. what i meant not the show is over okay
0: <laughs> just make it short okay. just because if you got to go because i know you have to go soonish so uh, yeah r- i got we yeah raf it's go time we got obligations hey how's it going thanks for calling the table top calling show welcome back what's up y'all um what's up i just had the, uh, the disturbing
6: experience of uh i was uh watching the show on my phone and i'm like well i'm gonna call in on my phone but then in order to do that i have to stop watching it so i'm in this void where i'm like i don't know what they're saying i'm gonna <laughs> happen at some point and then i loaded uh and I was like, "Oh, I'll switch on my computer at the same time." And for some reason, the UI is in Russian this morning for me, which makes no sense I've at noticed all.
1: That was just crazy.
6: Wait. Is that that's not just me? You're no. seeing it all in Russian as well.
1: I sometimes my initial load in is Russian.
6: <laughs> I sure think I you know. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. Get, get us used to some alphabets that we uh we don't get to experience so often.
0: Yeah. Totally um. Position. How y'all doing? Doing good. Uh, yeah, it's it's another day. The year is wrapping up rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing the the thing that it always does, which is accidentally triggers some self reflection and thinking about what's to come. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. It's, it's happening. You can't you can't help it. There's a whole, a whole the biggest number in the date is changing, and so you gotta you gotta think about what that means.
6: Yeah. I try to procrastinate as long as possible in the self-reflection by calling into a uh, tabletop shows actually. <laughs> um, oh, that's, that that's a whole new question about self-reflection now, but I kind of, I kind of want to, r- so I had a question. I also kind of want to riff on um, the conversation that, That that y'all were just having a second ago about getting people to play, how to know when people are playing your games. Mm -hmm. Um, two things. So One of them is um, I've had a really interesting experience of that with the zone because the zone is digital, and so I can Mm -hmm. see whenever anyone plays the game. Oh yeah, Um, actually, (laughs) which is kind of a trip actually because um, it's not something that you know when people say, "Oh, it's digital," you just see it. Like I think. It took a lot of iteration to get to something where I could see it and it made sense. Because I could see, oh, someone somewhere is doing something. But to know the difference between uh, they're actually playing the game or they're just checking it out or they're clicking through or whatever, I end up building this thing at the end of the game that summarizes everything that happened as a gift to the player, which then I also, you know, they can share it and I can see it and it's really cool in that perspective. Um, that'd be a hard thing to replicate in a physical game, except that I feel like, like Shim, like the whole concept of like keepsake games, I feel Mm -hmm. kind of does that a little bit. Like you can design a whole game so that after you finish playing it, you've got a thing that's easier to share. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like games that do that probably have a better shot at, you know, getting the message back to the source, if you will, back to the, the maker that someone played it. And I think that that can be a design goal. Yeah. And then the other thing, the other thing, this is um so I'm a designer in my day job. And way back in design school, I worked on this. This was like a summer project, like summer internship where we were working on a, an exhibition and it was basically a bunch of these um pieces of art around Chicago and the the art would be in the environment. And if you wanted to find out what it was, there were QR codes that, you know, stuck on the walls, and then people could, you know, check it out with their phones. And at the end of the zone, I have a, a survey that, like, over 100 people filled out. And it just made me think that in the physical world, people are typically willing or kind of interested, like they, would, they kind of want to know more. And so mm-hmm. that could be another thing that you design into your game, like an explicit step at the end that's totally optional. And it's like, hey, if you like this, like scan this QR code uh, and go like, mm-hmm. give me a little bit of feedback. Mm-hmm. Send me a little message. So I think a big barrier, I think there's a lot of people They finish the game, they're like, I kind of want to let the person know that I played this game. I thought it was pretty good. And then you just forget. You can't find, like, do I email them? Do I tweet at them? Right, and, and that's kind of
0: awkward. Do, I... do they really want to hear it? we do yeah we really do (laughs) we we do oh god
6: (laughs) like i've received in like the years i've been making games i've received like three emails from people who are like we played this game we had a good time i have a folder in my gmail with just three emails in it (laughs) that like i treasure i treasure this folder (laughs) yeah um i think email is kind of stressful even if you're sending a nice email, it's super mm-hmm. stressful.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's become such a serious place. No the, tone, the dude. Inbox. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and on, and on Twitter, you have to, like, do you DM? Do you slide into
6: this person's DM? And then, yeah. then it's just like... <laughs> too many emojis. One has too many emojis. One doesn't have enough emojis. <laughs> what are
0: you going to do? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting... I might, I'm going to have to think about that, like, how to facilitate that a little bit because I do I'm thinking now on the next project that I have legend has it I do have one card that is currently not spoken for in like the game design I I used up 53 out of 54 cards to facilitate playing their last card oh yeah me, hey let me know if you had fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> throw feedback for him on there yeah currently I, currently I just made a joker with that little cartoon of my face <laughs> put we, could get, we could probably get rid of that no please please put that
1: up on uh, put that up on stream please for everyone to see uh, yeah sure <laughs> for the subs dude uh, subscribers can see this Joker version Adam uh, I think Raf, I think you unlocked something truly amazing here with that conjecture in the previous conversation of like keepsake or providing the tools that allow uses it often or requires you to engage in those things often i was hard it's muted jeremy goodbye jeremy uh-oh Uh oh did you mute me
0: did you mute my ass oh i don't think i set up the audio on the screen sharing zone
1: oh that's fine
0: yeah all i'm saying
1: is rap is real smart I'm summing up for everyone who's back. Raph is smart. I don't real know. Smart.
6: Y'all, y'all missed some gold from Jeremy right there. I think if you <laughs> remembered one thing in this entire show, it's what Jeremy just said.
1: Yeah. While yeah, he was yeah. muted. Yeah, I can't repeat it. Um, <laughs> but no, I think uh, the QR code thing is for sure. Like going into. It anything i make from this point forward like even like if i worked on supplemental materials for someone else i'm like hey when you put my thing in your game put this qr code because i want to see how the adventure went you know like uh because i think that's a really good idea in uh in umbral dive uh i'm taking a lot from mmo like this is an immediate like riffing on that i have uh i'm taking inspirations from MMORPGs the bosses have time limits. Like you have to beat this mm. boss in two rounds. So I could definitely do like a time attack QR, co- QR code. Like, hey, when you get done with this encounter, how many rounds did it take you? Let me know, or like that. Like, let me know what your time was for beating the boss. And like, I think that's amazing. I think it would get so like from the people who love mastery of system, I think it would go over real well.
6: Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I think it, what's what's interesting too is like some of this stuff is is technically wait, you you, you just had an idea. You have to say it. No, Dice had an
1: idea. It. Dice, you genius.
6: <laughs> oh, that is a great idea. That's a yeah, fucking I
1: think... wicked idea, my dude. Which pattern?
6: Well one of, one of the ways you, yeah, like do the QR code and get a random attack pattern or something. That'd be yeah. super sick. Because that's, yeah. that's one that's one way that you can get people to, if you if you want people to like leave a digital trace for you, like the best way to do it is to give them a you know give them a gift. Like you, you don't want to do it in a one way, way. Yeah. Like all of this is it's a it's a reciprocal kind of transaction where people love the game, they want a way to express that love, and then also um, it's. Um, It's useful. Another thing to think about, too, is like, well, where do you go when you click on the the link or when you scan the QR code? I think a good exercise that's worth doing is just to work backwards from the feedback you want to get Mm -hmm. and just work out, like, just write out every single step that someone will have to take to get it there. So if you're like, I want an email, then you have the email in your inbox. The previous step is someone sent the email. So how did they get there? Well, maybe they went to their email account or they went to like a free Squarespace page with a little like box in it. And in that first one, they didn't have to log in, but you don't have their name, right? So each of those things like has some uh, trade-offs. But you can design that.
0: Here's what I might actually add to the very last page of Grasping Nettles, which is currently just like, hey, thanks, (laughs) is QR code. And what it says is, did you play the game? Did you enjoy it? Uh, scan this QR code, and it will lead you, like, scan this QR code to like leave some feedback. And if you do, you'll also get a link to like a, a secret quick nettle or something like that. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yes, secret
1: content in the QR code is the sauce, dude.
0: <laughs> so it'll take them to a Google form, which they can great. then fill out. Uh, and it'll have a question that's like, "Hey." Uh, if you want me to know your name, put it here. Uh, whatever you want to. Say, next one, you know, what did you want to say? Did you, you know, did you enjoy the game? Did you play the game? What's going on? Third one, can I share this feedback like publicly? Can I use a pull quote from this? Mm-hmm. Can I, like, and then they hit submit. Oh, that's so important. Gives them a that's link such a to the like PDF, which is a secret quick nettle. Which now I have to write that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You could just you could pull yours and then let just that take, be just secret. Just right yank it
0: out. <laughs>
6: no.
1: Yeah. one
0: oh Well, then I have. You wrote the whole game. Pages. Then I have two blank pages. <laughs> Mine's only in there now because I had I shortened the rules text and like my combining sections and then had a blank spread, <laughs> so I put mine in there because uh, I like it. Also, it's not just it's yeah, some but shit. It's secret now. Well, there could be another secret one yeah this is a great idea i'm glad it's yeah me <laughs> i think this is huge i think i
1: think you're really on to something really cool especially in reference to Donnie's conversation like because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we it's so hard to get people to comment on stuff but there's sort of like an uh a way to just sort of quick do it from your phone like when you're comfortable or some shit like oh the sky's the limit
6: dude <laughs> Right. Text 94043 with just played this game. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: How do you even set that
6: up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out. That's the future of the tech here. Just put your
0: phone number in. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I would just get a burner phone, honestly. Just call me. Oh, man.
6: I would. So I, I, I would be. It would kill to get like an actual phone call from someone who's just played your game and enjoyed it. Yeah. Cause that that is the one thing. didn't, Bennett, didn't... <laughs> like automatically like a calendly link books of time with you Yes.
0: <laughs> feedback yeah. session with Jeremy gage didn't uh wasn't that a thing that you, if you completed getting a getting over it yeah The ben, benefit yeah, ben again getting over it wasn't there like some forum situation where you like got a call from him or something
6: no no it, it just had his um it started a chat thread with him like oh. they literally just like an SMS <laughs> with his actual phone. <laughs>
0: such a wild thing yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i can't do that one at at the like breakneck notice of i'm releasing grasping nettles probably this yeah but for a future game maybe (laughs) something like that will be happening because that's that's inspired
6: oh and for donnie too like i think another thing is like i keeping a discord community running is just so so much work and it's i mean kudos to y'all for for what you've done, like it's a huge community building thing, and like I've got a zone Discord, um, and it's not particularly active. Um, I, I'm not doing any of the community building work, but it is set up so that fairly frequently, when people finish their games, they'll just like come in and they'll sometimes they don't even say anything. Uh, sometimes if there's a bug, I've got it as the official like come here to report bugs, and the bug channel will just notify me. At all times it'll it will, it will notify me whatever the circumstances. It'll you know blow an air horn next to my bed that kind of thing. um and that that's led to a few different moments where someone came in, and, I just played your game, You can ask them some follow-up questions. I feel like also having the more more channels and not worrying too much about like the, trying to make a big community or drag people over but just having the channel there and just monitoring it, I think. It's also really valuable. to have to meet people where they are. Yeah.
0: All right. This has been good stuff. Um this I think we do need to stuff. wrap up here for yeah. Jeremy. You're gonna gotta, gotta get moving. Uh um, I gotta, gotta I gotta take care of a dog. <laughs> I, got a dog. <laughs> I got a dog to walk. Um Yeah, I got a dog to walk, guys. But Raf, any any last thoughts, parting parting thoughts, plugs, shoutings, yeah, et cetera?
6: Not at all. Just I always enjoy talking to y'all. Uh, yeah. Waving it. I'm 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 waving it. Everyone. Bye. <laughs> Have fun. Happy New Year. If you want to play the zone, it's at thezoneRPG.com. Um, there you go. Great. Yeah. Happy New Year and all that.
0: Happy New Year to you. Always a pleasure.
6: Always a pleasure. See y'all.
0: See you later. And that QR code design. is going on the wall, huh, Jeremy.
1: Going on the wall. It's it's.
4: Good,
0: dude. <laughs> I am. Where's the button? Bye, Raf. I have disconnected you. That has been the tabletop call show. Yeah, there's there's good shit happening there, and I'm <laughs> to implement it immediately. I have to write a quick note yeah. today. I think. <laughs> <It was fun. laughs> Um, that has been the Tabletop call Show. I've been Adam Bell. You can get me on Twitter at Bell. Get my games at Adamybell.games. They're all on sale. Look out for the release of Grasping Nettles. If you're a backer, you should get that in your email inbox sometime this week. Fingers crossed. Uh, Jeremy?
1: I've been JeremyGage5. You can find me. I've been JeremyGage5. I'm Jeremy Gage 5 at JeremyGage5. On Twitter, Draw Your Dice Pod, also on Twitter. Uh, look out for my new QR code game uh, <laughs> that's coming to you all soon. <laughs> my mini game, but oh, it's good. Fucking good. Um, but uh, yeah, and you can listen to all of our VODs on YouTube. Listen to uh, the Draw Your Dice Podcast. You can uh, check out many of our other affiliated alumni members, such as Adam and Spencer and uh, the brain trust folk and Cinda uh, and all these other people, uh, please go check out all of our call in guests that showed up today. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do a show like this if it wasn't for people willing to call in. So uh, thank you very much to everyone who participates
0: Yeah, and, and the beautiful
1: chat as well.
0: And thanks if you're out there and you listen later or watch the YouTube odd or Pull it up on your podcast app of choice because uh, that's great too. Appreciate it. Sorry that the time doesn't work for you to tune in live, but uh, somebody's got to get. So you know, I don't have to explain. Yeah, this. we can be a twenty-four schedules. hour call-in show. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe now,
1: One day, if we if we get more anchors, <laughs> we could be a twenty-four hour call-in show. Or, Just take,
3: yes, you know, dude.
0: Or maybe there'll be one weekend in like July. We'll be on stream for twenty-four hours straight. Or something like that who knows I, that sounds awful yeah it sounds like a weaselly idea <laughs> come on now uh we <laughs> are leaving i'm gonna take <laughs> us to the break screen which no longer has our beautiful voices so i can't do the funny thing where we shout bye when it comes up so goodbye for now bye